What's going on, y'all? We're back with episode two of Tristan's Takes. Um, if you listened to the first episode, I really appreciate y'all. Um, like I said, uh, I'm open to feedback. I'm open to learn how to make these podcasts a little bit better since it's only like my second time doing it now. So that's, I'm looking forward to it. Um, anyways, we got an interview coming up for today. We're going to interview Gabe Blasky. He's a decathlon athlete for an ACU. He's a sophomore biblical text major. We're going to interview him on what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus. And we're going to pick his brain a little bit about that, maybe learn some stuff. Um, hopefully y'all are interested. So why don't y'all sit back, relax, and just enjoy and listen. Hopefully y'all can take something from it that will better y'all's lives. So anyways, let's get this show started. All right, and we're back with Tristan's Takes. Um, I'm here with an interview. You want to introduce yourself? What is up, guys? Uh, my name is Gabe Lasky. I kind of know Tristan just by circumstance, but we both go to ACU. I'm a, uh, a junior biblical text major. Um, totally love the school, love the community, love this guy here. He's super awesome. So, yeah. Uh, that's good to hear. Here. That's awesome. All right, I got a few questions for you. Um, just wanted to talk to talk to you. I know you said you were a biblical text major, so obviously, like being a disciple is something that's probably super important to you. I guess you would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, what would you say is like the source of your moral compass? Like, you know, like why do you like choose to live like the way you do? Sure. Um. You know, I think that question kind of, you know, to, to sort of zoom that out onto maybe a larger theological or even a philosophical level, it comes down to, you know, what, what is truth? Is, is truth something that you're going to define for yourself or is truth something that is self-defined? Um, this is, of course, probably the biggest difference between someone who's a theist and someone who's an atheist. You know, if, you, if you're a theist, you most likely believe in a God who has established order outside of you. Um, and that is uh, like, you know, that order is set and defined. It can't be changed by human perspective or circumstance or effort. Uh, whereas, you know, maybe if you're an atheist or you don't hold to some sort of higher power, um, you believe that everything is kind of relative. So I'm definitely not a moral relativist. I believe in like absolute morality. Uh, the reason I live the way that I live is because I believe that that is something that honors God. Um, I believe that there are behaviors which are right and wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> in the eyes of God. Um, like you can do things that are morally evil and you can also do things that are morally good. So uh, yeah. And, and learning about like good moral things to do and good moral ways to live. I look to the person of Christ and try to follow his example, like hence Christian, you know, just trying to be a little Christ. Yeah, no doubt. I think this really like applied. I know we had our cornerstone spotlight. It was Dr. Reese and she kind of asked, is like God putting you on a plan? Like is, does he have a plan set out for you for your life? Or are you on a path by yourself and like he gives you choices and you have to like determine for yourself if those choices are right and wrong, almost like free will. And I think just like thinking about that question, like the entire day is, I think really it's both like God puts you on certain paths that I feel like 
is going to develop into a bigger perspective, a bigger plan that like, um, you know, really like you just have to have that trust in him that you know what you're doing is either morally right or morally wrong, mm. but he's also guiding you too. So like, I feel like you have free will, but like, he's also like watching over you. If that makes sense, I feel like it does. So, um, so next question anyways, um, I guess you kind of answered the second one, but like, how do you relate what you just said to like the life of Jesus? Like, how does that relate to the gospel? Sure. Yeah. To, to touch back onto uh, what you just said, I completely agree with you. Um, I think, you know, that that's sort of the tension between predestination or election and, uh, and free will. Unpopular opinion. Uh, most people at this school don't agree with me on this. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to represent them, but I, I am what you would call a Calvinist. I'm um, reformed theologically. So I believe that God unconditionally elects us or basically what that means is, is God chooses people. Mm -hmm. um, like God does create a path for his people, but we also know that people have free will. Um, you know, Adam and Eve chose to partake of the fruit. Like That's they true. absolutely chose their Very own true. downfall. Yeah. But, you know, you can see even in like Genesis three during the fall, God already had a plan of redemption for them. You know, talking about Eve's descendant who would uh, crush the head of the serpent. So it's like God's plan was redemption from the very start. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the fall was predetermined, uh, but we definitely know that redemption was also predetermined. So, uh, yeah, again, unpopular opinion here at ACU. <laughs> so that's, that's just a disclaimer. But, yeah, God, yeah, God is sovereign, and we have free will. The, those things don't have to be an either or. It's a both and kind of situation. Yeah, it's almost yeah. an oxymoron, if you will. Like it just like it doesn't seem like it would correlate like having free will, but also like God being sovereign. Yeah, that powerful. And I do like what you said about it's a story of redemption. Like because Adam and Eve did choose to eat the serpent's fruit. Like, but I think he knew from the start that like that was going to happen. Yeah, and like that he knew that Jesus was going to come down and reclaim our sin for us um so that leads me into like the next question right here how do you personally find what we just talked about what do you find most challenging about living like this i guess you would say how do you find it challenging to live as a disciple each and every day yeah um one of the coolest things that i've gotten to do as a bible major at acu is uh take my, my first semester freshman year Bible class was, uh, it was called um, Jesus, His Life and Teachings. And uh, I studied under Ran Randy Harris before he uh, retired as Professor Emeritus here. But uh, Randy made us memorize the entire Sermon of the Mount, uh, so Matthew chapters 5 through 7, and we had to recite it to him as part of our, our final at the end of the year. And so for like months, I was trying to memorize these verses, it's, it's like, it's a ridiculous amount. It's like almost 150, 180 verses. Oh, that's definitely a lot. That's definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to try to, to memorize for, or at least for me it was. But, um, you know, as I was reading through the Sermon on the Mount, I was just so convicted because I realized that the life that Jesus was describing was not the life I was living 
very much at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, this is this is kind of cliched, but it's it's cliched because it's true. Like Jesus, God actually cares about the heart. And I think the most difficult thing I've had to do as a Christian in being a disciple of Christ is find a way to actually align my heart posture to him. Like my heart is so wicked and sinful and rebellious. I, I love, even, even though like I don't admit this freely, I know that part of me loves sin. Like I keep, I keep sinning. I keep doing it. So part of me must enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's a tremendous difficulty to submit our heart to God. You know, like Jesus says, even if you're angry with your brothers, it's though, you know, you've, you've committed murder. Um, you will be liable to judgment actually is, is what he says. And so it's like, man, when was the last time I was angry at somebody? And I, I don't have to think very hard <laughs> to recollect the time I've been angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the hardest part is probably just getting my heart. Yeah. I think, I think touching on what you said there, um, I think honestly for me, it's just like offering grace to other people. Sometimes mm. I think it's so easy to like, you know, you get done wrong to you. And I've lived through this, like through high school, like, people talk bad about you or like, you know, you, you're in a situation where like just no one likes you or whatever. Like, you know, you, you're, you're just shunned down. Like it's hard sometimes to like offer grace back and like turn the other cheek. Like for sure. Jesus taught us to do. Um, I know that's been super challenging for me, but I mean, offering grace like he did is probably just, that's super important, especially today, like with the separation of mm. political parties and like just the hate that's going on in the world. I think we just need to like relearn how to like offer grace, offer grace back into the world. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess we can go into the next question now. Um, Do you have any recommendations to young? Oh, this is a good one. Do you have any recommendations to young people who are striving to live according to the gospel like what what advice would you give them i guess oh my gosh <laughs> this is a deep question right here that's that's pretty interesting yeah there's i, I mean there's so many different directions that you can take that um <clears throat> but i'm i'm actually gonna kind of like fall back onto to what i was i was just saying uh, a minute ago there is a tendency for Christians to think that they're good Christians mm -hmm. if they go to church on Sunday and have a quiet time and, you know, don't watch porn. <laughs> like, like seriously, I, I, I hate might to, have to cut that one. There. I might have to cut that one. There. It's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my bad, but no, you're all good. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to be honest. We, we equate our, goodness as Christians or being a good Christian to these kind of, you know, Bible studies or church attendance, these very, very, very superficial things. Yes, that's very true. I think just because you go to church on Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. And I know that's definitely a sore topic for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They think that, oh, I go to church on Sunday. And uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of a trend almost like Christianity can be almost a trend at times where like, Oh, what's a church on Sunday? Feel good, go about the week, kind of forget about it. And then you right. go back on Sunday and do it all over again. I think 
we need to make sure that Jesus, God living for him is not a trend and not a one day thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we have to constantly fight the tendency uh, toward legalism. You know, people, people just have this, this natural tendency to start thinking that actions are everything. Mm -hmm. And, Although actions are good and necessary, like James says that, you know, if, if you do not have action, if you do not have good works and your faith is dead, um, and that's a totally fair point, but, you know, your, your faith, again, is a heart posture. That's where it has to begin. And so I think to young Christians, especially young Christians who are struggling to follow Christ, the biggest thing I could say is, is really a question, and it's mm-hmm. where is your heart? Where, where's your heart? <laughs> exactly. If, if your heart is just in the deed of going to church or in the deed of having a Bible study or, you know, th- there are so many different things your heart can be invested in. But, you know, where your heart is, there your treasure shall be. And uh, let our hearts rest in Christ. And there our hearts will then be in Christ. <laughs> so um, exactly. I'm not sure if that made sense. but No, no, it definitely, definitely Definitely insightful right there. Um, last question I have for you before we uh, go. What are some challenges that young people face today that kind of like cause the separation of living for Christ versus choosing the easier route to live for sin because it's more comfortable or it's seen as, oh, everyone else is doing it. Why can't I do it? Like, I guess like choosing to stand out amongst the crowd, be different and feeling good about being different and choosing to live the right way versus being one of the other people, like one of the many, like, if that made sense. Sure. Um, Yeah, you know, the concept of holiness means to be set apart. How how are we ever going to uh, represent a holy God if we are not also holy, AKA set apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that pull us in the direction of uh, worldliness or secularity. Um, I, again, I, I, this is one area where the whole Christian sphere kind of sounds like a broken record. And I hate to just add to that noise, but it, there is truth in it. Uh, things like social media, Um, Just the excessive reach of the internet into our daily lives, um, into into our daily lives concerning information or concerning the way that we relate to other people like like this. It actually does matter. Um, It actually does negatively affect us. And it, it, you know, when you're scrolling through Instagram half a dozen times a day mindlessly, there reaches a point when you don't even know what you're doing anymore. That's true. It's um, almost, yeah. it, it sucks you in and you just, yeah, it just sucks you in and you can't get out. It's right. It's, I a, mean, it's a trap. It's, you, you don't, you don't have social media. Social media has you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the social dilemma. I think that's the show on Netflix now that talked about how tech companies are drawing you back in after you get off like Instagram or Facebook they draw you back in with certain techniques and it was really dark, really insightful. And it kind of showed a lot about like how I, it changed how I view social media to the point where I almost wanted to leave it after I watched it. 
Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. that crazy. I was like, that's not good. I don't want to be brought I, – I got off for a reason. I don't want to be brought back in two seconds later. Right. But sometimes I have that issue where I do do that, where I am sucked back in and I lose focus. And it kind of affects more schoolwork, if anything. Now, instead of an assignment that I could have finished two hours ago, it's taken me four hours. Um, so I think that's definitely – definitely huge to see and thank you for bringing that up yeah you know i think this kind of um and i'm, I'm trying to find my my reference here because I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering the name of the book oh no problem um but you know to there are so many different voices speaking into you know the the minds and the hearts of the youngest generation right now and, mm -hmm. and, and you know to millennials gen z gen x etc i i think the major challenge of holiness for today's young christians is to limit and filter the voices which are speaking into our life um yeah for some people that's social media mm -hmm. Some people it isn't, but I, I think one of the, yeah, just the characteristic traits of uh, this postmodern society we live in is there is so much information constantly everywhere. Um, you know, in, in, the, in the screw tape letters, in his opening chapter of the screw tape letters, C.S. Lewis talks about, well, you know, if and he's writing uh, rhetorically from the perspective of a, of a demon. And this demon is trying to think, oh, man, okay, if, if I am going to distract um, the Christian or distract an unbeliever, try to lead them away from Christ, what, what, what do I need to do? And um, the, the answer this entity comes to is, gosh, I, I need to put as many voices and as much confusion into the world as possible. And that's where we are today. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think absolutely, you, you nailed it perfectly. Yeah. And so I guess, uh, yeah, a major, major struggle is what voices are speaking to you? What are they saying? Um, and in, in that cacophony of voices, is the word of God speaking loudly enough? And if it isn't, what voices have to be shut up and thrown out so that exactly. the word of God is speaking loud enough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we saw that through Luke. I know. Jesus rebuked a lot of demons, did a lot of miracles in the book of Luke. Um, he shut up a lot of demons, if you will, in order. Huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In order to like show his power, his sovereignty. And we still chose not to, not to respect it, not to believe it. Like, even though we saw it, they saw it happening. They were still like, Oh no, no, that can't be, that can't be who God sent down. Hmm. No way. And I think it was too late. For us to realize that it wasn't until after he had died that we realized that and i think that also kind of is a trend for the younger generation for our generation it's a it, my mask is <laughs> falling down um but i think that's a trend that we have seen that like it takes us too long to realize something it, it's it takes us it's too late before we actually realize what it had meant and how we were supposed to go about it sure yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think that's well put. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you're if you're good, I'm definitely good. I think we had a really good interview right here. Yeah, man. I think it's, it's something to work with. And 
um, yeah, I'd be, be happy to do it again. Thanks so much for letting me, for letting me talk. Awesome. No, Don, thank you for, thank you for interviewing. This was a uh, gay Blasky, everyone. Uh, you got an Instagram that you want to, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I kind of be a hypocrite if I just preached against social media and then exactly. put mine out there. So I'm actually going to pass on that. Well, if you see him <laughs> around campus, he's a nice guy. Go try and get his phone number or something. He won't say <laughs> <Sorry>. no, but <laughs> I think he is taken if you, um, you know, any single ladies, single moms out there? Uh, yes. Uh, let's go. I'm brushing my <sighs> shoulders off. Yeah, I'm, I'm taken by a lovely lady. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Really happy to have you. Hope to have you again, maybe. Awesome. Thanks, Tristan. Awesome. No doubt. All right, we're back, y'all. We're back after a fantastic interview. I think we learned a lot from Gabe. Really got to see how he lives as a true disciple of God. Like, we learned a lot about, like, like we're not perfect, obviously, in this world. And I, God knows that. But, like, we also have to have a level. Like, we also have to strive towards a level of getting closer to him. And I think he definitely definitely highlighted that really well to show that we have to align our hearts with his heart. I think that was really cool to see. And my bad, y'all, I took a break because it's October in Abilene and it actually like snowed. It actually snowed. Like it was legit sticking. It was legit sticking. It was kind of cool to see. Um, but anyways, oh, uh, for sports, like I normally do, like I should do, um, the, the Rams dominated the Bears in Monday Night Football, 24 to 10. That's kind of cool. They're, they're tied now, five and two each. That's cool. Lane Kiffin, what did, he got fined 25 grand. That's that's Trump change for him. That's cool. That's cool. That's enough sports for today. Um, anyways, like I was talking about, um, it was really cool to see what, what Gabe – was able to bring into the podcast. I think that was super insightful. I think it helps us. There's definitely good people out there. I think let me let me pull up the Bible verse real quick. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'll find it. Just wait, y'all. Wait one second. One second. Here we go. Um Ecclesiastes four nine through ten two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fall one will lift up his fellow but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another lift him up um i think that kind of really just summarizes the whole point of like being a true disciple but also not doing it by yourself i think it wasn't talked about and i wish we would have gotten to that it's afterthoughts obviously but I wish we would have gotten, like, it is possible to live for Jesus and be a true disciple, but you can't do it by yourself. And I think it's nice to know that at ACU, there are people like Gabe who you can go and talk to and have these deep, meaningful conversations that build community here at ACU. And I think that's really cool to see. Um also, I mean, that's all I got for that. I think it was just a really good interview. Really, really interesting to hear hear that. I hope I hope to have him on again. I think that'd be really cool. He expressed some interest to have a, a return to the podcast. I think we can make that happen. That's really cool. Um, anyways, all I got I got nothing else for that. I think I think it speaks for itself. If you go ahead and listen to it.
It was really good. I got a business test on Wednesday. Wow, I have not studied well enough for that. What time is it? 10.30 already on a Monday? 10.30 on a Monday? They, they, they moved us online. I'm not worried. Like, they moved us online because of the snow. You know how Texas is. When it gets below 40, everyone freaks out. It's kind of cool to see. Not that I've ever experienced snow like this in in a couple years, but everyone freaks out when it gets super cold. It's like rain, too. Like, everyone freaks out when it rains or, like, a hurricane's coming. I was born in Florida, so, like, it does not phase me the least when it rains. I'm just built different, I guess. I guess you could say. That's kind of cool. Mental toughness, you know. I mean, that, I guess here we go. That brings us into our life lesson, kind of wrap up the show here. If you're going to go out and do something, do it to 100% ability. Do it to the fullest of your ability. Like, there is no reason to go 50% on something. Like, if you have something to do, whether it be sports, school, relationship, commit to it 100%. Because I promise you, if you try to take a shortcut, it's not going to end well for you. It will more often than not hurt you than it will help you. Like I know some people that like they can get by with it, but it does not work for everyone. For a majority of people, like you have to work super hard in order to attain your goals. Uh, I think this is something that like it's taking me a while to learn and I'm happy I learned it before I've started my real life. Like I'm, I've still got four years left to learn through college. Like I'm happy I'm developing this now. That way I can help y'all. Like if y'all do want to listen to this, that way I can help y'all grow and achieve your dreams. There's life lesson of the day. Life lesson of the day. Anyways, y'all thank you for listening like I said, positive feedback would be appreciated. Go, go DM me at the only T Sagalim on Instagram. Positive feedback is accepted. Um, I think this is going to be an incredible second episode. I, this is the marketable episode right here. I told a bunch of people now, like, hey, if you go listen to my first episode, it's going to be really bad. But just wait for the second one. I think. I set the bar so high with this. It's going to be so hard to hit it again. That's the only thing I'm nervous about. But anyways, y'all, this is Tristan's Takes. Thank y'all for listening. Please share. Like I said, positive feedback on Instagram. Let me know how I can be better, how I can get better for y'all. But anyways, Monday night, if I don't if I don't hear from y'all, be a little sad, but it's not, not going to crush me. I'll keep posting podcasts like this. Anyways, good night. Enjoy y'all's day tomorrow. Hopefully, y'all are somewhere where it's a little bit warmer than 30 degrees, but we're, we're, we're living. We're, we're pushing through. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, anyways, good night. Thank y'all for listening, and I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.